When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And now it's time for Deep Patriots Thoughts with Fitzy and Hart. The New England Patriots are not a good football team. And it is not your fault, Pats fan. So, hey, who tried to blame me? I was just trying to. I, 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 everybody needs a hug in Patriots Nation, right? Well, uh, the bye could never come at a better time because there could be no more depressing a loss to need a breather from, to have to, you know, get up and walk away from, to just like. Why do we keep saying that though? God, this was. There, there was, was no more depressing the, loss than Dallas. There was no more depressing I, loss than the impressive, to the Saints. Like, Andy, that's the impressive thing about the 2023 Patriots. Just when you think they've hit a new low, they find a way to go lower. We should. They are like the the limbo champions of football. How low can you go? Uh, we find out each and every week. It truly is remarkable. Hello, everybody. It is the bye week on your 2023 New England Patriots season. Thank you so much for sticking around and telling your friends that one of the only true, safe, Sometimes fun and reasonably well-informed places to come to is the Six Rings and Football Things Forum, the post-game show, the podcast, the feed, and everything else. Your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart coming at you today. We will provide our grades for the 10th game of the 2023 season. Um, the uh the Frank the uh the failure in Frankfurt, if you will. Uh, as the Boston Herald put it, and I, and I gotta say, this was New York Post worthy. Uh, versed football game ever or whatever it was like that was that was pretty good because that was it was the it was the worst to say the least and then some Uh, and then we will turn the page in the back half of the podcast as we are always presented to you by our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook FanDuel make every moment more download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or visit FanDuel.com slash six rings to bet against everything that I say you should bet on the rest of the season that's right fade Fitzy the rest of the way and you'll probably have a very Merry Christmas and a happy, healthy holiday season. Or at least so it should go with my recent selections here on the Six Rings podcast. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings. In the back half, we will just sort of talk about a couple of news notes and items, a little Pat's Paris, but just kind of a general like, hey, where the hell are we? Uh, and then as the, yeah, WTF are the Patriots and all, all Pat's people right now. 
And it's going to be an action-packed week as well. Our pal Mike Cadlick is going to do a State of the Patriots pod later in the week. We'll have a little mailbag action, and then we'll hopefully have with some of our old podcast pals. Uh, we're going to call it the Foxborough Football Forum. It's going to be like a little town, little town hall, little town square action with some of our of favorite guests on the podcast. It is. It, I'm being as delicately alliterative as possible. But yes, this season deserves a lot of F-words. All right, Andrew, let's get to it. The grades. 10-6 final from Frankfurt, truly the nadir of the season to date. We'll see if it can go any lower with seven games to go. And what a seven-game stretch it's going to be. It's going to be fun. I'm like falling apart in each and every podcast. The impressive part is that old Humpty Dumpty over here can put himself back together again by the time we have to record or go live. Uh, all right, so what we do after every game, of course, grades to the offense, defense, special teams, quarterback, and coaching staff. And we will begin with the offense. Andy. I actually believe in the 10-6 defeat, I actually think my grade is going to be surprising to you, considering that they only scored six points. I gave the offense a C, and here's why. The running backs in the offensive line, the majority of the offensive line, especially the parts of it that pushed people out of the way to let the running backs roam and run and do their thing, 167 yards on the ground that day. Receivers that were, in fact, getting open, uh, the line was better than advertised. It's not their fault that Mac Jones has that uh, pressure sensor in his body that tells him where to run into the sack time and again. I think a lot of the, I think some of the offensive and, and Billy O'Brien, you know, schemed people open. Like he, things were supposed to happen with quality quarterback play. They should have been able to score multiple touchdowns and win the game that Mr. Kraft said was so important to him after 10 years of amnesty work and development. So I gave the offense a C overall. You say with quality quarterback play, they would have been better. I'd say that with testicles, my aunt would be my uncle. You are the easiest grader ever. Uh, old football cliche, you know, there's 11 guys on the field. You're only as strong as your weakest link, like a chain. Um, I cannot give a higher than D grade. I'm giving D oh, okay. uh, right. for this unit. I'm sorry. You had five drives to start the game. Each of the five ended in a sack. You can tell me how the sausage was made. I don't care. The sack happened. And then I witnessed, which again, I, I apologize for recency bias. I believe may be the worst throw I've ever seen on a football field, to which I actually realized while watching it one more time from a different angle on Twitter yesterday, is it possible? And I'm joking here, so don't take it seriously because I never trust people. Is it possible Mac Jones is on the take? And he threw that ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad that was. That was worse than Neil O'Donnell when he was on the take in the Super Bowl against the Cowboys. Oh, my God. He must have been getting Tim Donaghy money. Like, like It's like the old wrestling match where Dangerous Danny Davis was the referee in the WWF yep. late 80s heyday. And all of a sudden, like Hulk Hogan or someone reached over and he had cash sticking out of his back pocket. Like, he may as well have had to have gone to that length. Let me ask you this question. So yeah. I saw last night uh, as I was finishing up watching the very entertaining Denver Buffalo game. Um, I, you know, I had like the side dooms. I'm in bed watching the game, a little doom scrolling. And I saw there was uh, somebody replied to me because I, I was the, the now infamous Mac interception. And it looks like to me, Mac sees Gasicki's going to come open. And then he's so he has such like sack or just like pressure PTSD that he sees 52 who stunts in on whoever the left tackle was at the moment. And he sees he's coming. 
he's still a full second away from Mac, but Mac, I think he literally just panics and back foot slings it. And if that's the case, he needs to be sat down for several weeks, if not the remainder of the season. We'll get to that in a bit. But somebody said to somebody replied to me, I think it was uh, the feed at Roll Pats said, No, look, Gesicki ran to the wrong spot. Mac threw it exactly where it should have gone. Huh? I, no, 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 I just, I, I don't, I don't mean to disagree with quote my people, uh, the, the Pats people, et cetera. Like, I just thought that was so not Bill the right Belich call. I mean, that's wrong. That's just flat out wrong because Bill Belichick on the Greg Hill show said flat out. Now, this is a goal line play. So take this description within reason. Kasicki mm -hmm. runs the deep over. Well, the deep over does not go under. The deep over goes over. That's why it's called that's, the deep over. That's why it doesn't go under. See, see the way so, it works is the train moves, not the station. Right. Um, so, and, and as far as the pressure goes, maybe that's it. But the reality is, I don't care if you're a Pop Warner 10-year-old quarterback seeing the pressure and you freak out a little bit. You mm -hmm. don't miss that throw short. You miss it long. Your, the pressure would be an excuse for he overthrows it to the back line of the end zone. Right. Oh, and he just misses. You can't throw it the way he threw it short. And again, this isn't an arm strength thing. Even off his back foot, Mac Jones is capable of getting it to where Mike Kosicki was. So however you want to parse it, describe it, anything, analyze it, it's the worst throw I've ever seen in my life. That being said, you are correct. They ran the ball as well as they have all year. More yards than they have all year. The right side of the line was powerful and moving people. Mm -hmm. You had the second game, I believe, all season where both running backs actually had four yards of carry. Imagine that being a thing. With and, my, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but um, that was the so on Wenu, right? So yes. on Wenu. Yeah. So, so on Wenu. Hey. Yeah. No, don't uh, do the so-so because that makes it sound worse. Oh, yeah. Run it too. So on Wenu. So and Behind on Wenu. So okay. is the way to go. Exactly. So the right side, that's the way to go. Yeah. Behind on Wenu and so. Not okay. behind your first round pick guard. Nope. Don't do that because he's yeah, no, that's, mediocre at best. Yeah. And when he sees the Forrest Buckner, he's insert like, oh my God, Forrest Buckner. Ah! Insert um, McMall. I mean, that's a handful of human to deal with, but yeah. That is, but you know, that's his job. And he was drafted in the first round to do that job. So I would expect him to at least be competitive. Competent. I think he was drafted to do something else. And then they drafted the wrong. Okay. We're not here for that. We've already reexamined that 500 times. And so the offense. Yep. You can't go be as bad as they were on third down. You can't be as bad as they were in the passing game. Ooh. You also said, oh, some receivers are getting open. Yeah, Demario Douglas, because Juju Smith-Schuster played like 98% of the snaps and had one target for one catch. That's your number one receiver. That's your veteran. That's your, we don't need Jacoby Myers. Get us a Juju. We like Juju. We like his mojo with his Juju. No. So don't tell me the passing game was good. Tyquan Thornton. You just suddenly sounded play. like the bus driver from The Simpsons. Hey, it's auto, man. We got <laughs> um. Tyquan Thornton, who Bill O'Brien a week earlier said he just needs reps and snaps and needs to run some routes. Uh, he dressed but did not step on the field. He got the old rare NBA DNP CD. Did not play. Coach's, Coach's decision. decision. And Kayshawn Booty, I believe, got one snap, um, one target uh, on his snaps. So and one catch. Yeah. So uh, that's great. Yeah, the great efficiency from Smith, Schuster, and Booty. You throw it to him once and they catch it. So that's 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 awesome. That's that's something we got going for us, which is no, this offense sucks. That's a D. You can take the D. Bill mm -hmm. O'Brien lost his cool. And everybody fixates on the Mac um, explosion after the left handed, underhanded, tried to throw a pick six under pressure thing. Um, Bill O'Brien was bitching and moaning the whole game. He'd call a play and then he'd, he'd be like, 
throwing his hands and his head down and bitching to whoever he's on the headset with, whoever he's listening to. He is, uh, the teapot continues to boileth over and not just in a single fight with Mac mm-hmm. on the sideline. No, and there was that report, and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy into it now. Granted, it comes from Diana Rossini, so Patriots fans have to trot out the famous the New England Patriots love Jarrett Stidham there. Now I've oh, done that as a prerequisite. She's yeah. the wrongest of the wrong. She is. And yeah. but wouldn't it be funny though if finally the wrongest of the wrong takes a right turn and nails this one? She had her little story saying, Hey, Carolina Panthers are having a hard time getting their offense going. At, at the end of the season, could Frank Reich turn to Bill O'Brien to try to revive Bryce Young because he worked so well with him at college, to which most Pats fans would say, haven't I heard that before about Bill O'Brien fixing an Alabama quarterback? Yeah. Didn't work. And yeah. I still say that Bill O'Brien will be the head coach of BC before he'll be the offensive coordinator of Carolina. He I, he might very well be the head coach. I, if you were him and this, this, this season goes the way it does, and perhaps there is a turnover at head coach, wouldn't you just run? You got to run to some local college ranks. You're not going to go to UConn. He wants to be in the Boston area. I, are they going to move on from Halfley? I thought Halfley's doing it. Is he? He had a bounce back season until they got throttled by the Hokies this weekend. That was not good. Until yeah, he played a real team. They The Hokies were four and five guy. I know that's the problem. You don't even measure up to bad real teams. All right. Just because you beat point. UConn doesn't mean you're a good football team. And, mm-hmm. and he continues to not develop quarterbacks. You got the, I don't know why we're talking about this. Move on. Sorry. Yeah, okay. We yeah, that's we can, that's, we've got all, we've got a long bye week to discuss all the other topics out there. All right. Moving on defense. I give him a, uh, I'm going to give him a B. I gave him a B plus. Hey, look at that. Huh? I'm sorry. You gave up 10 points to a team that had scored 27 more three straight 21 in eight of nine. That First team to play. prevent them from scoring 20 overall. Correct. Like, you should have won that football game. You held their ground games under three yards of carry. You, for the most part, gave Minshew reason to run around a little bit and miss some of his throws. Like, mm-hmm. I, you were undermanned at cornerback. You chose to be because, you know, all your cornerbacks are dinks that you aligned yourself with. It's weird. I feel like yeah. somebody in the offseason said this is a house of cards, but uh, it's weird. It's, it, it looks like a house of cards. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you would get, like, Mike Pellegrino, you'd bring in a former lacrosse guy to coach the secondary, and then you'd give him a bunch of, or not the secondary, on mass, the cornerbacks. And then you just give him a bunch of bozos to work with. And then he comes out and says, you know, I decided who goes out there and Sean Wade has earned this opportunity. Ah, come to find out Sean Wade earned the opportunity by the fact that JC Jackson didn't show up at the hotel and Jack Jones doesn't <laughs> give a rat's ass and was halfway out the door. But yeah, Sean Wade earned it. And by the way, Sean Wade made a couple nice plays in this game. Uh, he did. The nicest play. There was a screen pass that he blew up a wide receiver screen. He was like that Troy Polamalu. That was an excellent play, by the way. Listen, he actually think Andy, he's a safety, not a corner. And Andy, at, at, maybe he's the answer to DMAC for all we know. Like, maybe that's what we find out as we try to divine any developmental positives during the remainder of this disastrous season. Maybe Sean Wade finds a position because he certainly right. he's fit and he's athletic and maybe a switch to here. Right. All right. At the 14 minute mark of the bi-week grading episode of Six Rings and Football Things. I just want to stamp it right here so we know when people steal this from us on Felger and Maz or our own radio station or Colin Cowherd, wherever, we believe Sean Wade could potentially be a good fit to take over for Devin McCourty. So when else someone says it, we're claiming firsties there. It's right that you're good with that? Damn right. First again, as always. Like all these columns I read this week about how you know, the Patriots really can't move on from Bill Belichick. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's weird. We've been talking about that for a month on the Six Rings podcast. I wrote it a week and a half ago, and now everybody else finally catches up during the bye. Thanks for reading and listening, fellas.
and ladies. People. Uh, you people. All right. Special teams. Here, you know what the you know the only reason why they don't get an F is because Barringer hit a couple of big punts. Otherwise, that's a D. That's a D plus. Yeah, I gave it a D. Um, you miss a short field goal for Ryland, so we can no longer say how come he only has to try long field. Nope, he missed a short field goal. Chad, um, Chad, you, you had this um, punt block with no returner that Bill thought was a good idea that ended up costing you like twenty something hidden yards, as they call them, for mm -hmm. a team that can't get positive yards. Um, it didn't work. I don't care that it looked like something they did last year that did work, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a production-based business. You went all in on the punt block. You didn't block the punt. It leaves egg on your face. So you're right. The only thing that was good here was Bryce Beringer, who has become sadly like a top five player on the Patriots right now. So if we were doing Andy Hart's 2024, rank the players one through 90, it'd still be like Gonzalez, Judon, then the punter. A Barmore. Get Barmore in there. Okay, Barmore. Yeah, but he'd be top couple, five. But he's like a top five to eight best Patriot in terms of doing his job. He even got porked. He crushed that like 79-yarder that rolled into the end zone for a touchback. Oh, yeah. Anybody to cover he's got it. an absolute boomstick, I'm telling you. Like, Barringer boomstick. He's, he's, they nailed one of the draft picks, and then we'll get into how they didn't nail some other draft picks later in the second half. Yeah. How's our right. draft class doing that historically good? Hey, I, allow me to issue the mea culpa, you jackass. Yeah. Jackass. All right. The quarterback, Mac Jones. F, 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 F. Yeah, I would. F. He should have dropped the class before the grades became final. Like incomplete, did not finish. Um. Yeah, F. Mac, You're right. F. I don't. Mac, I have. You to me, poor he's man. Become, he's become a sympathetic figure for me. I know Rich Keefe. I asked him this on the Six Rings post game show, and he goes, "Nope, he's an NFL athlete. He's just failing at his job. I don't have any mm -hmm. sympathy." I, I, when you see a man, and I and I now believe this man, not just a player, a man being crushed before your eyes. I'm sorry, and I am old enough to be his dad and like a parent, and he he's made mistakes. I think yep. he's a dink. I don't like him. I don't like his attitude. There's a lot I don't like about him, but I can still be empathetic enough to say, I, I feel bad for this guy who's being crushed by his world. Everything in his world is crushing him. And I thought he was going to cry post game. He mm -hmm. should have, he should have wanted to. Um, I give him credit. As I've said in the past, you know, guys like Matt light would never have stood up there and said, terrible throw, terrible throw. They would mm -hmm. just run and hide and not talk to the media. He has to stand up there. He stands up there and he says, terrible throw. He didn't admit he was on the take. He didn't admit that he's shaving points or anything, but um, I, I he just, it's over. I, I mean, I told you it was over after Dallas. Like that's when I moved on from Mac Jones. I, I thought that was bottoming out. Boy, was I wrong. He continues to bottom out. And Bill Belichick today, when asked if he was still the quarterback, uh, did not, did not say yes. He didn't say no. He just said, you know, we got a lot of things we got to work through this week, blah, blah, blah. I, I fully expect someone other than um, Mac to the future, Mac Jones, M10, whatever you want to call him. He will not be starting, in my opinion, against the Giants. No, he will not. Uh, he, you can't. You can't. Honestly, Andy, like if you want, I mean, I if you want your fans to take whatever effort you imply you're going to make towards winning when Honestly, I think the majority of us want to see them lose the rest of the games. Be competitive, make it fun, be as entertaining as possible. But if you are if you're dead serious, if Bill Belichick, who doesn't seem to have many like, you know, subversive uh sarcastic bones in his body, 
if he is dead serious when he looks at us and says, Matt gives us our best chance to win, then he hasn't watched the first 10 games of which the Patriots have lost eight. Like at this right, point, the man needs a break. He needs a mental wellness break. Like companies have our company, Odyssey, has a thing where you can apply. And if you get a doctor's note, you get paid leave because headspace is important. And yeah, like, what's, <laughs> what's I'll say after the, I'll say after the show. <laughs> the only person who doesn't allow mental breaks is Lane Kiffin. <laughs> he threatens right. people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's football. Tough it up, bro. Right, easy, easy, coach. But you're right that. Because um, yeah. I still believe Mac Jones is the most talented quarterback on the Patriots roster and depth chart, but that mm -hmm. doesn't mean he's the best guy to start against the Giants because his talent, yeah. his abilities are not coming through. He's not reaching the skill level or the production level that he should be with his ability because I do think he's better than Zappi. Mm -hmm. I don't know Greer, but at the age of 28 or whatever the hell Greer is as a journeyman backup older than Patrick Mahomes, dude, it is what it is. He peaks in high school. Um Malik Cunningham would probably be fun for like a drive, maybe a drive and a half. And then we'd be like, oh, crap, this guy's not that good. I haven't even done anything with him. Like, why not just find out? Like, you know, you're going to need a veteran backup next season. If you if you either release Mac or trade him and you're looking for another quarterback to start, whether it's a rookie, whether it's another veteran, et cetera. Why not? Like, this is this is going back to the obtuseness of Cam Newton's our starting quarterback. OK. But do you want to see maybe if Stidham can at least be a, a valuable asset or a backup for a little while? Because obviously, at a certain point, we reached diminishing returns with Cam, and yet he just kept trotting him out there. And yay, he caught a touchdown against the Jets from Jacoby Myers. All right. Still, where'd that get us? I'd kill for Jarrett Stidham right now. Kill for Oh, him. my God. My kingdom. My kingdom. But he's not going to get in there because Russell Wilson lost some weight, did a little wake in 180, turned things around, and look how he's playing right now. He's actually dangerous again. And now, Andrew, finally, as we wrap up the grades, the coaching. So I went C here, um, which feels okay. a little optimistic for me or positive mm. for me. Um, but we did talk about defensively. I thought they did a really nice job, and that's half the coaching. Um, now, special teams, bad decision on the uh, punt block. That didn't work. Now, I think where the rubber meets the road here, and our buddy nah. Mike Cadlick um, believed that Bill Belichick pulling Mac Jones after the interception was a fireable offense. That's what he tweeted. Those are his words. Um, he felt it was too uh, reactionary and emotional a decision from a guy who, you know, isn't usually living in that world. And I sort of agree with him. It felt like an Andy Hart move. Like, I saw that pass. You're never ever throwing that pass again. Get the F out of here kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. um, given what we just said, Mac is the best quarterback, Mac, whatever could compete, blah, blah, blah. So what are your thoughts on that benching in terms of how you grade Bill Belichick and what is your grade? Uh, my grade was, uh, for coaching was a C minus because the defense was prepared because Bill O'Brien did lean heavily on the running game. And because he did scheme a lot of receivers or tight ends open, the, the throws weren't made. The passing game was not well executed. That is not entirely his fault. We saw him teapotting and you know boiling over on the sidelines i get it he was all of us at that moment um i thought you were gonna say something different yeah i know i'm, I'm still trying potting yeah uh but do i think that was a fireable offense no no at that point matt like there's no chance mac jones after he threw that pick would do anything except try to as we've mentioned as we've drawn the the cross sports metaphor time and again this year analogy like when you're aiming the ball to make sure you get it over the plate as opposed to pitching, that's when P 
people can absolutely tee off on it and you're broken as a pitcher. Now you're just throwing the ball across the plate. Mac Jones would have only tried to aim every pass. He would not have been able to play with the confidence and the moxie and the carefree intelligence you need to execute a game-winning drive. So I thought it was the smart move. I just think that running the fake spike and then subsequently throwing it into quadruple coverage was maybe not the smartest move at the end of the game for uh, for the old zapper. But So, yeah, that was a C-minus overall for me as well. So we were comparably graded there. Real quick, I just saw... Um, Actually, no, I'll mention this at the top half of the second half of the of the pod. So there you go. And then we could just sort of do an overall, if you want a real quick on the fly, a little impromptu thing here, Andrew. Uh, how about your overall grades for the first half for all of those units? The offense so far on the season? F. Okay. The defense? Um, B minus. Yeah, I was going to give them, I'll say C plus. Special teams? Um, C minus. Yeah. C minus. actually D given the investment. Okay. D I'll go see. Uh, Oh, true. Okay. I'll go D plus. Um, Mac F absolutely coaching. Uh, get the F out of here. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'd go D on the, I'd go D on the coaching because again, players play and bill Belichick's the one who says, I'll take the smoke if we don't execute, but the players deserve the compliments uh, and the love if they do actually play. They just haven't been out. They just they just flat out haven't. So I'll, I won't be quite as harsh. I'll go D on the coaching as well. What do you say, Pats fans? What are your grades on the Colts game and all of the positionals and the coaching groups on the first half of the season? Give us a shout at Fitzy GFY, at Jumbo Hart, and of course, at Six Rings Pod.